0: From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for another hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Coming up, we'll sing some feline melodies, get to know celebrities on a first-name basis, and we'll talk to director of Bridesmaids and the creator of Freaks and Geeks, Paul Feig. But first, let's welcome a man who's never a bridesmaid. But always a freak, Jonathan Colton. Hello. And I guess, thank you. You're welcome very much. And joining us to help explain the games, offer an occasional hint, and keep score is our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Hey, Afira. Hello, Art. So let's get started with our first two contestants, Rosie Yonker and Bruce Greenspan. Welcome to Ask Me Another, Rosie and Bruce. Bruce, let me ask you, what is your favorite end to any television series? Favorite end? Oh, oh, dinosaurs? Remember that show? Dinosaurs.
1: Yeah. Okay. It was like the art, global warming was evolved somehow. It was a baby hit him with a frying pan. Remember that?
0: <laughs> uh, no, it sounds amazing, no. though. Hit
1: the daddy with the frying
0: pan? And how did it end? Uh, something about global warming. Yeah, it was great. They died. Yeah. Okay, got it. I <laughs> that loved sounds it. heartwarming. I remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rosie, how about you?
1: Um, I think probably Dollhouse, because just everybody died, and it was like the end of civilization. Wow,
0: you guys are both super dark. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, just, it died, and I felt really just satisfied and full. Good. Our first game is called Spoiler Alert. With the internet, it can be hard to avoid people talking about key plot points of movies and television programs that you haven't seen. Like, it's a sled, or she's a man, or the Red Wedding is not happy, you know? So in this game, we're going to spoil some movies by asking you to identify the films based on the very last line spoken. Art, do you have an example?
1: If we asked what romantic drama from 1942 ends with the line, Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, you would say Casablanca.
0: And as you can see from that example, we're not really spoiling anything because do you know anything about Casablanca from that quote? No. No.
1: They were friends at the end. They're friends, exactly.
0: (laughs) So the winner of this round will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Let's go. What legendary movie from 1933 ends with the line, it was Beauty Killed the Beast? Bruce.
2: Beauty and the Beast?
0: (laughs) That was a, uh, yeah, that would be a good ending for that movie. (laughs) Rosie, would you it's like It's King Kong, okay? King Kong is correct. <laughs>
2: what Best Picture nominee from 1995 ends with the line, that'll do, pig, that'll do? Bruce. Babe. You got it.
0: I believe that was also the ending to Beverly Hills Cop, right? That will do, <laughs> That's pig? Right. What 80s teen comedy ends with the lines, Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Bruce.
1: Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Yes, exactly. What
2: 1990 gangster film based on a true story ends with the line, I get to live the rest of my life like a schnook? Bruce. Goodfellas. That's right.
0: I didn't know what a schnook was. Do you know what a schnook is? I'm Jewish, so... Yeah. Wait. It's like a schmuck? Yeah, it's... yeah. Like a schlamazel? It's a... uh, No, it's a... No, no, (laughs) no. no. That's from Dr. Seuss, right? (laughs) Yeah, Barnes & Noble made it. It's a Yiddish e-reader. What allegorical science fiction spine tingler from 1956 ends with the line, You're next. Bruce.
1: The Dave the earth stood still.
0: No, Rosie. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes. yes. Well done.
3: Yeah.
2: What thriller from two thousand ends with the line "Now where was I"? Hmm. Maybe a hint, Art. Oh, nope, Bruce. Oh, wait. Is this hints? Sorry. Well, no. <laughs>
0: Not anymore, Bruce. It's too late, man. You rang the bell.
2: you got to do it now. I was going to say Babe 2, Pig in the City.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a great guess.
2: Uh, (laughs) Rosie, do you want to take a guess here?
0: Can I get a hint first? No, too late. Sorry. Oh.
2: Bruce ruined it for everybody. (laughs) That's what my parents tell me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with A Beautiful Mind.
2: The answer is memento.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I know. Apparently you didn't love it very much. No. What was the line again? Uh, I forget. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what nineteen ninety film shot mostly in Chicago ends with the line, Kevin, what did you do to my room? Rosie. Clerks. No. Oh. Okay, Bruce, Bruce, I know you're attacking the buzzer. The buzzer it's is going right. to it's okay. It's all right. Can I guess? Yes. (laughs) It's Home Alone. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: Sorry. All right. What psychodrama thriller from 2010 ends with the line, It was perfect. Rosie? Black Swan. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yes. This is your last clue. What tearjerker from 1970 Ends with the line Love means never having to say you're sorry Rosie Love story Yes We all know that is not true at all When it comes to love But (laughs) let's go to art and find out How do our contestants do? We have a tie We have a tie
1: (laughs) They high-fived Okay, here's your tiebreaker what film from 1939 ends with the line, "Oh, Auntie M, there's no place like home?" Rosie. It's The Wizard of Oz. That's right. That's and you are a winner. Come on.
0: <laughs> One due to speed of the buzzer in this round. Fantastic contestants. Thank you so much, Bruce. Rosie, you're going to be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. We've got our next two contestants, Mara McGee and Seth Christenfeld. Mara, you're in town visiting from Milwaukee. Yes,
4: I am. I came all the way from here. From there, not
0: here. Seth, you are getting a degree in writing musicals. Do you model yourself after any particular composer or Um, lyricist?
1: Not particularly, no. I would say I not model myself after Stephen Sondheim, but that would be an insult to Sondheim.
0: (laughs) You're very self-deprecating. I like you. Yes, I am. Our next game is titled Put a Bjork in It. When I think of Bjork, I think of sadness, super high-pitched songs, and weirdo swan outfits, so this sounds like a terrible game. Jonathan? That's right.
2: I fear it is a terrible game, but not for those reasons. (laughs) We're talking about the quirky Icelandic singer Bjork, but you don't need to know anything about her. We have— Oh, good. Well, no one does, really. (laughs) We've cleverly inserted Bjork into words, phrases, and proper names. And you have to tell us what the resulting word or phrase is. For example, if we said, hailing from England, it's a small dog that was bred to catch rats, you would answer, Terrier," which is the worst kind of dog to have. <laughs> That's a Yorkshire Terrier, and then you put a Bjork in it, and voila. <laughs> is that anything like putting a bird on it? It's very similar to putting a bird on it, except it's in it and it's Bjork instead of a bird. (laughs) Nanu Nanu is the greeting Robin Williams used on what popular 80s TV show? Mara.
0: Bjork and Mindy.
2: Bjork and Mindy is right. Yay! I really wish that she had been the one to play Mork from Ork. It would have changed the show.
0: I think Nanu Nanu is a Bjork album, though, is it not? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like one. It's an
2: underwater activity you can do in the tropics without an oxygen tank on your back. Mara.
0: Bjorkling?
2: (laughs) Yes. She says
0: with disbelief. Yes, that's correct. That's a thing. It's a real life thing. That is a thing. And when you're on the ship and someone falls over, you have to yell, man over Bjork.
4: (laughs) Get it, girl.
2: It's a 1980s teen sex comedy movie series set at Angel Beach High School in 1950s Florida. Seth Bjorkies, Bjorkies is correct.
4: That was totally made up. What Pork, was that? Well, Bjork? Porkies.
2: The movie, the original movie, is Porkies. This judge was nominated to the Supreme Court by Ronald Reagan, but was rejected by the Senate for being too politically extreme for the job. Seth
0: Robert
1: Bjork. That's right.
0: <laughs> Which is a slight improvement on his real name, actually. What's the name of Buster
2: Keaton's signature boater-like headwear? Seth. A Bjork pie hat? That's right. Pork pie hat.
0: I don't like you anymore.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. Don't take it personally, Mara. I do. All right. After a dry spell, this former heartthrob actor won a Golden Globe for his star turn in the 2008 Darren Aronofsky film, The Wrestler. Seth. Mickey Bjork? Mickey Bjork. It's the largest island of the Balearic Islands off the coast of Spain and a popular holiday destination. Mara.
0: My Bjorka?
2: My Bjorka.
0: <laughs> yeah. We can high five again. There we go. <laughs> Back on track.
2: Sure, when, when Mara gets one right, she yeah, high five. that's fives. exactly
0: what it is. I'm yeah. not shy about that.
2: All right, this is your last clue. According to a song written for Liza Minnelli, but made famous by Frank Sinatra, if you can make it there, you'll make it anywhere. Mara. New
4: Bjork, New Bjork. You got it.
2: So, Art, how did we do in this game? We have another tie. Wow. Let's high five that.
1: Hands on your buzzers. You might use thumbtacks to pin flyers or notes on this wall hanging. A Bjork board?
0: Cork board, that's correct. Sorry, Seth is our winner. Congratulations, Seth. We'll see you again at our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Mara. Our VIP that's very important puzzler is director and author Paul Feig. Coming up we'll talk to Paul how he became the man to direct Funny Women and if this show will live up to his past game show experiences. So stick around. I'm Ofira Eisenberg and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. <laughs> You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. Coming up, we'll talk to the creator of Freaks and Geeks, writer and director Paul Feig. But first, let's get catty with our next two contestants. Joining us now are Jenny Arrigo and Bob Sukovich. Jenny, would you say you are a cat person or dog person? Hmm. I would say I'm a cat person. Do you have cats? No. Oh, interesting. <laughs> do you have dogs? No, because that would be weird if you had a dog that identified as a cat person. Okay, Bob, how about you?
1: Definitely a cat person.
0: Really? Two Absolutely. cat people? And you have cats?
1: I do. I have one.
0: You have one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, as we and know. she was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. This game is called The Mew Mix. It's a musical game, so let's turn to our musical director, Jonathan Colton.
2: Yes, we are going to quiz you on songs that have cats in their titles or were performed by musical acts with a feline name. We'll tell you what we're looking for before each song. Sometimes it might be the artist, sometimes it might be a lyric. And after each song, a fear will ask a follow-up question that either of you can ring in for. And the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Are you ready?
4: Yes. Not sure.
2: (laughs) Fill in the lyrics to this Harry Chapin
4: song. And there's some kind of something in the silver spoon little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when But we'll get together then, Dad You know we'll have a good time then Bob. Cats
2: in
1: the Cradle.
0: Cats in the Cradle is right. As you probably know, the Cats Cradle is an old children's string game but it's also the title of a 1963 satire of the Cold War arms race by what author? Bob. Kurt Vonnegut? Yes, exactly. Well done.
2: All right, finish these lyrics for me.
4: It's the eye of some kind of cat The thrill of the fight Rising up to the challenge Of our rival And the last No Survivor stalks his prey in the night And he's watching us all with the eye
0: Bob? Of the Tiger That's right (laughs) Side trivia note that is not worth a point or anything But do you know how many albums Survivor has? One? No, that's what you would think Eight, (laughs) eight eight, my friend Wow Eight (laughs) Unlike the refined Yale whiffen-poofs, of which Jonathan Colton is a distinguished alum, the feral cats known as the Tiger Tones are a men's a cappella group at what other Ivy League university? Bob. Harvard. I'm sorry. Oh. The Tiger Tones are not at Harvard. No. Jenny, do you want to take a guess? Ivy League? Princeton? Yes, Princeton is correct. Jonathan, did you ever compete against the Tiger Tones? It's not
2: about competition, it's just about singing And we were better than them, so no (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I need you to fix the lyrics in this one Uh, I have altered them uh, so that the song is a shout-out To our beloved listening audience
4: Listeners, listeners, I've got flowers And lots of hours to spend with you so go and powder your cute little listener nose. What's new, listener? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, listener? Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa. Jenny. Jenny. What's new, pussycat? That's right. And just so the listeners know During that song Jonathan just played All the ladies in the crowd Threw tote bags Onto the stage Do they have cats in them? <laughs> filled with cats Filled with cats Bags
2: filled with cats
0: In 2001 Rachel Lee Cook Tara Reed, And Rosario Dawson Starred in the film version Of what comic book Girl band? Jenny Josie and the Pussycats You got it Yeah
2: Okay, this is your last clue. We're looking for the artist here. Uh, to make this more difficult, I'm going to replace the lyrics with the word meow. Meow 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 meow
4: meow 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 meow
0: Uh, Brian Eno.
4: Oh, no.
2: Bob. The Stray Cats? The Stray Cats rock this town.
0: He's always the answer in crossword puzzles. (laughs) Stray Cats like to intermingle and, shall we say, get around. In the film Napoleon Dynamite, the eccentric Napoleon impresses his love interest, Deb, with a drawing of what kind of feline hybrid? Bob. Is it a liger? It is a liger. You are correct. Well, Art, how did our contestants do?
1: It was a great game, but Bob is our top cat.
0: Well done, Bob. Congratulations. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round coming in the show. Thank you so much, Jenny. You were a fabulous contestant. Thank Thank you. you. Do you have too many cats in your house right now? Then you should get out and become a contestant on our show. Send an email to askmeanother at npr.org, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook. We'll send you a quiz and see if you're the cat's meow. On our stage right now, we have Jason Arrigo and Allison Malosha. Hi. Hi. Hello to you both. Jason, you run an Apple Genius Bar?
1: I, I do.
0: Okay. So what? Let's talk about those dumb end users. What is the number one question you are asked? Um, when is the next iPhone coming out? Really? That's the n- number one. And the answer is, of course, we have no idea. When right. It, it's when it, when, it, when it hits is when it hits. And we freak out just like everybody else. Jason, we both know the answer to that. It's next week. Okay. That is always the answer. Alison, you recently changed careers, but you used to be a health inspector for yes. the city of Newark. Yep. <laughs> okay. All God right. Bless you. You're welcome. Now, uh, I don't want everyone to freak out with how gross things are, but can you give me one little memory? Well, I did go into a restaurant once, and uh, they wouldn't let me in the basement. And when I you know, used my ninja skills to break the door down, uh, it turned out they were chopping up your chicken in knee-deep sewage.
2: Uh, uh. Well, but the chicken wasn't touching the sewage, though, right?
0: (laughs) No, it was in the bathtub.
2: Yeah, so it's fine.
0: (laughs) I'm not kidding. Thank you again to all of our Newark listeners. (laughs) Our next game is called Easy as B-C-D. In this game, every correct answer will begin with a string of three consecutive letters of the alphabet, like B-C-D or U-V-W, Art Chung, Puzzle Guru, Can you please give us an example?
1: If we said this side dish asks you to combine onion, celery, butter, and breadcrumbs and then stick it all inside of a turkey, the answer would be stuffing, which begins with the letters S-T-U.
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah. Okay, got it. Now, contestants, we're not going to tell you what the string of three consecutive letters are that each answer begins with. You have to figure that out for yourself. This San Francisco company is a manufacturer of premium brownie mixes and dark chocolate bars. Allison. Ghirardelli. Correct. See? Yeah. Not so bad, right? Bernie Mac, D.L. Hughley, and Chris Rock have all done stand-up on this HBO comedy series. Jason.
1: Def Jam Poetry. Can you clarify? We'll give you another Def shot. Jam Comedy Night Hour... Thing on...
2: Are you just saying words now, Jason? No, 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 no.
1: I've watched this show. It's uh, uh, Def Jam Comedy Night. We'll take that, Jason.
2: <clears throat> all right, this is a musical clue. Name this Huey Lewis tune.
4: We are bound by all the rest Like the same phone number All the same friends in the tray, yes. yes, it's true.
0: I am happy to be. Allison? Stuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Yay. It's the kind of hilarious horseplay and adventures Scooby Doo and the friends might get into. Allison. Hijinks. Hijinks <laughs> is <laughs> great.
4: Oh,
0: Claiming to be the oldest airline in the world, it's known as Royal Dutch Airlines in English. Jason. KLM. KLM, correct. <laughs> Which art, what does that stand for again?
1: Oh, it stands for Koninklijke Luchtvaart
0: Matskape.
1: I was totally going to pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I know, it's
0: always, I always want to say it, but he's so much better at the Dutch. <laughs> this is your last clue. Merriam-Webster says the meaning of this word is the action or the process of stating the meaning of a word or a word group. Jason. Define. Art Chung. We'll take that definition we were looking for, yes. But we'll take define. Well done. All right, Art. How
1: did we do? It must be the air because we have another tie.
0: We have another tie. All right, all right, high five.
1: Here we go. Name the number one hit by the Jackson 5 that fits this category. Allison. (laughs) ABC. You got it.
4: (laughs) She's quick on the buzzer.
0: (laughs) Another neck-and-neck game. Great job, Jason. Allison, you'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round. Well done. Jonathan, would you like to play something?
2: I would love to play something. And, Afira, you know I always try to play songs that are thematically linked. Yes, you're to the excellent that, that were... way. This, this song was about letters in the alphabet that are next to each other. Uh, this is a, a, a Glenn Miller song called Kalamazoo. A, B,
4: C, D, E, F, G, H, I got a gal in Kalamazoo. I don't want to boast, but I know she's the toast of Kalamazoo, zoo, 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 zoo. Years have gone by, my, mouth she grew. I liked her looks when I carried her books in Kalamazoo, zoo, zoo. Gonna send a wire, hopping on a flyer, leaving today. Am I dreaming? I can hear her screaming. Hiya, Mr. Colton, everything's O-K-A-L-A-M-A-Z-O. Oh, what a gal, a real piperoo. I'll make my bid for that freckle-faced kid I'm hurrying to. I'm going to Michigan to see the sweetest gal in Kalamazoo.
0: Colton. Now let me introduce to you my favorite geek. Give it up for our VIP. He's the writer of the cult favorite television series Freaks and Geeks and the director of Bridesmaids and The Heat. Please welcome Paul Feig.
3: Oh, go on. Go on. Thanks, everybody. Hello, Ophira.
0: No, oh, now I take it. If I were to ask you, are you a freak or a geek? you were, you were in the geek factor. No, nah, I was
3: neither. I was very, very cool. You're very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Very handsome. No, I, I think I was firmly in the geek, uh, geek category. But I had a lot of friends who were freaks, and we found that the, the freaks and the geeks were very similar. They were just at different ends of the spectrum.
0: So let's let's start in the beginning. You, as a child, uh, did some magic. You were a child magician.
3: Yes, I uh, dabbled in the dark arts, if you will. <laughs>
0: And then you started stand-up as yes. a teenager.
3: Yeah, 15 years old, I started doing stand-up, and it was at a place in Detroit, and it was a biker bar, basically, where, uh, where stand-up was occurring, because, what? of course, bikes and stand-up go really yeah, well together. great audience. A big hog and a guy telling a joke, and then, then you're all set.
0: Yeah, we were an actor, and then you decided to switch sides of the camera.
3: Yeah, I was an actor for a long time. I was a regular on a lot of TV series that made it just one season and got canceled, Perhaps you remember Dirty Dancing, the TV series. (laughs) If you love the movie, stay for the TV show. (laughs) But then I I finally got a role uh, to be a regular on Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
4: Right,
0: yeah.
3: Why, Why? thank you. And they said NPR audiences are smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we challenged that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, I'm finally, I'm taken care of. And I get... Like, the end of the first season, and I'm like, this is great, I'm going to take all my money and make this independent feature, and then I'll go back and make more money, and then they wrote me out of the show. <laughs> they huh. said, yeah, I know, thank you, thank you very yeah. much. So. so
0: then you you go through this t- kind of tough period, obviously, in your uh, career after the independent film, Yeah, correct? Yes. And then you have the opportunity to direct Bridesmaids.
3: In 2007, I got invited to a table read of it by my friend Judd Apatow, who we did Freaks and the together with. And uh, I've always been trying to get projects for, for women. You know, I just like funny women, I want to have them have a lot of roles. And it seemed great because I, thank you so much, ladies. You need more movies. <laughs> You need a lot more movies. And, uh, Can
0: yeah. I? But why? Please. I mean, I'm very happy, and I'm pro you being this person. But why do you want to be this person? That is like, you know, I want more movies with funny women. I'm gonna make that because happen.
3: Because all, all my friends growing, I had so many friends who were were women and girls. I, I I had a lot of bullies when I was growing up, and so I'd always run to the girls like, please, let's just hang out. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you're not mean. <laughs> a couple of you are mean, but we won't hang out with them. And uh, and now professionally, i I've known over the years so many. Funny, funny women. And then I go to the movies and I see like a male comedy, and all of those funny women aren't being funny. They're being like the mean girlfriend or the wife who's a drag. And it's like, well, that's a, not cool. So I want to write the wrong. I, mean, I, I just want all these funny
0: women to be stars, right? Agreed. Agreed. So you go to a table read for Bridesmaids in 2007.
3: Yeah. It was so much fun, and, and the women were just so great. We got to, you know, audition all these great women, and then, you know, into our life came Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> Who was just this force of nature that came in towards the end of the casting process, and she came in with this kind of ultra-uber confidence for it. And at first, I was like, she's playing a kind of butch. That's kind of a cool way to go, and I'd never seen anything like that. And then I, when we were, I always like let Melissa kind of put together whatever wardrobe she wants for the character, and she's like, I have to wear pearls, And I was like, well, that's hilarious. And she I have to have a carpal tunnel uh, thing.
0: I love that. I was like, well,
3: I'm in. Okay. Great detail.
0: (laughs) Melissa McCarthy is in the heat, and I imagine that you brought her into that script.
3: Well, you know what it was? I got sent the script, and uh, I was trying to figure out what to do with our bridesmaids, and I was developing a few things, but I wanted that kind of follow-up with our same humor, but kind of in a different world. And this script dropped onto my desk called The Untitled Female Buddy Cop (laughs) Comedy. So I was immediately like, I'm in. right. And it just happened to be one of the funniest scripts I've ever read. Katie Dippold, who writes on Parks and Recreation, wrote this script. Who's one of the most awesome writers I've ever worked with. Uh, and then also, I was told that uh, Sandra Bullock had read the script and liked it and wanted to do it. So I was like, I'm in. But then I, as I'm reading the script, it's like ten pages in. I was like, this is the perfect role for Melissa. And, um, and then she agreed to do it. And we went off in, to Boston and we
0: did it. Off to Boston. And yeah. it is to Boston. hilarious. It is Thank so you. funny. Thank you. All right, we are going to put you in the seat, in the heat of yes. the seat. The heat seat? The heat seat, the the heat seat, seat, seat heat. of the puzzle hot I think hot I'm already seat. sitting in it. Yes.
4: <laughs>
3: We're going
0: to put you up for an Ask Me Another Challenge. Would you like to take on a new game show experience on oh, the I NPR would. Ask Me Another oh, Stage? Oh, I would. Okay, fantastic. Another hand for Paul Thanks, Feig, for everybody. Round. Thanks, guys. We're going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to
4: dance and have some fun. Fun.
0: Stay tuned. We're going to put celebrities on a first-name basis. Plus, we'll test our VIP director, Paul Feig, in a trivia challenge we've created just for him. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and coming up, we'll put director Paul Feig up for an Ask Me Another challenge. But first, let's say hello to our next two contestants, Rebecca Weintraub and Chris Wade. Rebecca, you are an archivist. Yes, I am. What is one of the coolest projects you've worked on? Um, Last summer, I worked at the New York Public Library as an intern processing the Timothy Leary collection. Yeah, some crazy stuff in there. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Give me one little bit of uh, craziness. First day I was there, I was processing a bunch of his stuff, and I opened an envelope from some hotel in Atlanta, and on the envelope, it said, some kind of pot, and inside, I opened it up, and there was some kind of pot wrapped in some (laughs) plastic wrap. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, you are a video producer. That is true. What is one of the coolest projects you've worked on?
2: Uh, Oh, I'd say deconstructing the entire run of Game of Thrones and putting it into an eight-minute summarizer of the series was pretty fun.
0: (laughs) That sounds pretty fun. I like that you deconstructed it and then reconstructed it in eight minutes. That is a hefty project.
2: Yeah, I didn't sleep for like two days.
0: (laughs) Nice. Our next game is called First Name Basis. We live in an informal society where no one is introduced as Mr. Colton or Ms. Eisenberg anymore. And we realize that sometimes if two people were introduced to each other using only their first names, it would create the name of another famous person. Like if you were at a public radio party or a Hollywood party, interchangeable, and wanted to introduce the actress Ashley Tisdale to the director Judd Apatow, you might say, Ashley... Judd. Ah. Oh, dear. So in this game, we're going to ask you to give us the full name of a famous person by combining the first names of two other famous people. Puzzle guru, Art Chung. Have an example?
1: If I said, introduce America's first Catholic president to the hockey star known as the Great One, and you'd get one of Hollywood's greatest cowboys, you would take the first names of John F. Kennedy and Wayne Gretzky, and you'd say, John
0: Wayne. All right. All right. Pretty fun, right? So remember, just take the two celebrities' first names and combine them to form the new name. Here we go. Introduce an American frontiersman who explored Kentucky to the original host of The Daily Show, and you'd get what James Bond actor? Chris.
1: Uh,
2: Daniel Craig.
0: That is correct.
2: Introduce the actress who played Marty McFly's mom in Back to the Future to the only woman to officially run for the 2012 Republican presidential nomination. And you get what star of the TV show Glee? Rebecca. Leah Michelle. That's right. <laughs> Leah Thompson and Michelle Bachman.
0: Yes, back to creationism. <laughs> Introduce Tom Cruise's only Academy Award-winning ex-wife to the lead guitarist of Bon Jovi and you'd get what former BFF of Paris Hilton? Chris
2: Nicole Richie?
0: That is correct. Yes. Can you tell me what the combination is? I uh Yeah, I know. You just made Nicole, it for the last uh, thing.
1: The Edge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Richie Sambora. The Edge. (laughs) And Nicole Kidman.
2: Introduce America's first female speaker of the house to the legendary actress who married Prince Rainier III of Monaco. And you get what cable news legal commentator and host? Nancy Grace. Oh, sorry, that was Rebecca who rung it.
0: Nancy Grace. For the record, I was going to say that.
2: You were going to say that. I was
0: going to say that. Okay,
2: good. Do you know the Do you know the names of the people?
0: Nancy Pelosi and Grace uh, Kelly. Grace Kelly. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. Introduce the singer married to Mariah Carey to the scientist who developed the polio vaccine, because those people are always in the same room. And you get what Disney Channel star and former boy band member? Rebecca Nick Jonas. <laughs> yes. Do you want to tell me what the combo was? Um, uh, okay, I'm trying. Jonas Salk and Nick right. Cannon. Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Introduce the co-creator and star of the British version of The Office to the MSNBC political commentator best known for his controversial interview with Michael Jackson, and you get what pop singer and former member of Menudo, Rebecca. Ricky Martin. That's right. <laughs> Ricky Gervais and Martin Bashir. You're like a machine, Rebecca.
0: What can I say? Introduce a Grammy-winning musician and gay rights activist to the Russian literary titan who wrote War and Peace, and you get what actress who won an Oscar in 2011? Mm-hmm. Chris. Melissa Leo. That is correct. Yes. Do you want to tell me what you combined?
2: Uh, Leo Tolstoy and Melissa something.
0: Yeah. Good enough, Melissa Etheridge. Yes. Art, how did our contestants do?
1: That was a close game, but Rebecca was our winner.
0: Well done. Congratulations, Rebecca. You'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Welcome back, our VIP director of The Heat and Bridesmaids, and creator of the cult television series Freaks and Geeks, Paul Feig. Thank you. Okay, Paul. Oh boy. Freaks and Geeks is a cultural touchstone for people who came of age in the 90s, not only because it captured the pain and joys of adolescence, but also the brilliant cast would go on to do so many amazing things. How many people are you still in touch with from that cast?
3: <laughs> uh, um, honestly, all of them. They—I uh, uh, have to name the number. No, no, that's, okay. but all of them. Okay. No, I get to see all of them. I—I I, I love them. They're like my—they're like my children.
0: Okay, so this is going to yes. be easy. I know, thanks. So this quiz is about the actors who got their big break from the show—not just the huge stars like James Franco and Seth Rogen, but almost everyone in the cast. Oh
3: my! Oh, this is going to be a treat. You have to tell us
0: <laughs> what they've done. Uh, Since Freaks and Geeks. Oh, boy. <laughs> and if you get enough right, Yes? Michael Garvey of Royal Oak, Michigan. Oh. Which I think is not too far from I was
3: born be. in that burb.
0: You were born in that burb? Yes. Well, he's going to win a special Ask Me Another Prize.
3: Oh, okay. okay? Oh, so oh the my. heat is Michael. on. Yeah, oh boy. Are you ready? I like when I go down, I take someone else with me. <laughs> That's, That's right. my favorite situation. <laughs> All right, bring it on.
0: Linda Cardellini starred as Laps geek Lindsay Weir in 18 episodes of Freaks and Geeks before it was canceled, but she lasted a whopping 126 episodes as nurse Samantha Taggart on what medical series? ER. <laughs> Paul, you are correct. John Francis Daly, who played Linda's on-screen brother, Sam. Oh. oh has done well both in front and behind the camera. For six seasons, he's been a cast member on the television series Bones, and he co-wrote what 2009 hit film starring Jason Bateman, Jennifer Aniston, Colin Farrell, and Kevin Spacey? Horrible Bosses. Paul, you are correct. Yes. Right, this is easy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's one coming that's going to kill me. I know it.
0: (laughs) And they'll remember, Oh, yes, oh, yes,
3: I know. I'll never have dinner with them again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Becky Ann Baker was fantastic Uh as Sam and Lindsay's loving mom, Jean. Since 2012, she's played a slightly more acerbic mom on what critically acclaimed HBO series? Girls. Correct.
3: Yes. And I also got to direct her in an episode of Nurse Jackie, so we had a reunion on another show. So there you go.
0: Bonus point for Trivia. Paul. <laughs> I didn't even ring in for that. Yeah, exactly. You, you just get that one. <laughs> on Freaks and Geeks, Jason Segel's character Nick Andopolis is an aspiring drummer obsessed with the Canadian rock band Rush. Mm. In what 2009 comedy does Segel play another character obsessed with the same band Rush? <laughs>
3: I believe that would be I Love You, Man.
0: Yes, it is I Love You, Man. Besides John Francis Daly, a number of the Freaks and Geeks alums have also dabbled in screenwriting. Which series regular shares a story credit on the 2007 Will Ferrell comedy, Blades of Glory?
3: That would be the luscious uh, Busy Phillips.
0: Busy Phillips is correct. (laughs) Busy Phillips, who played James Franco's on and off girlfriend, Kim. Kim as Kelly. As uber geek Neil Schweiber on the show, Sam Levine told corny jokes and worked on his Dungeons and Dragons character, Craigamore the Destroyer. Yes. So it's a little surprising to see him pick up a rifle and hunt down Nazis as Private First Class Hirschberg in what 2009 film? Inglorious Bastard. That is correct. You did it. Paul, you got now all the questions. Michael Garvey of Royal Oak, Michigan is going to get a special Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. He is so lucky. How about another round of applause for our PIP Paul Fee?
4: I don't give a damn about my reputation. Living in the past, it's a new generation girl can do what she wants to do That's what I'm gonna do I don't give a damn about my bad reputation Oh no, not me I don't give a damn about my reputation never said I wanted to improve my station I'm only doing good when I'm having fun I don't have to please no I don't give a damn about my reputation Oh no, not me Oh no, not me
0: And Colton, If anyone does not know, would you like to say where that song is from?
2: That's Joan Jett. That's the theme from Freaks and Geeks.
0: Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back our winners from all of our former games. From Spoiler Alert, Rosie Yonker. From Put a Bjork in It, Seth Christenfeld. From The Meow Mix, Bob Sukovic. From easy as B, C, D, Allison Milosha. From first name bassist Rebecca Weintraub. And I'm going to ask our puzzle guru, Art Chung, to crown our winner. Afira, this final round is called our
1: magnum opus. Every answer will be a phrase or proper noun that contains the name of a musical instrument. For example, if I said, it's a narrow type of stemware that you might drink your Dom Perignon out of, you would say champagne flute. We're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give us an answer, and the last person standing is our grand winner. Remember, all of the answers will contain the name of a musical instrument. Here we go. Rosie, this Philadelphia icon used to be rung on Independence Day until it cracked. What's the Liberty Bell? That is correct. We're not in jeopardy, but you're right. <laughs> Seth. The USS Cyclops is one of many ships that have disappeared in this cursed zone. Bermuda Triangle. You got it. Bob, this Billy Joel song takes place at 9 o'clock on a Saturday as the regular crowd shuffles in. Piano Man. Right. Allison, it's a cone-shaped snack food by General Mills. Bugle. Bugle. Yes. You got it. Rebecca. Found in your head, the tympanic membrane is commonly known as this. Eardrum. That's right. Eardrum. Back to Rosie. You participate in this dance by grabbing the shoulders of the person in front of you. Three seconds. Conga. That's correct, a conga yeah. line. Rosie pulls that out. Seth. Tevia, the Milkman sings If I Were a Rich Man in this musical. Fiddler on the Roof. You got it. Bob, in a hit song, Bob Dylan asks him to play a song for me in the Jingle Jangle Morning, I'll Come Following You. Mr. Tambourine Man. That's right. Allison, this branch of chemistry specifically studies matter that contains carbon. Rings? No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Rebecca?
0: Organic chemistry? That is
1: correct. Sorry, Allison. Rosie, this video game allows you to rock out in your living room by pressing multicolored buttons that represent frets. Guitar hero. You got it. That's right. (laughs) Seth, it's the name of Oprah Winfrey's production company. Harpo. That's right. Nicely done. Bob, on this 70s game show, bad performers were thrown off stage after a judge struck a giant metal disc. The Gong Show. That's right. Rebecca, she was nominated for an Oscar for playing Abelene Clark in The Help. Three seconds. I'm sorry, step aside. Rosie, she was nominated for an Oscar for playing Abelene Clark in The Help. Viola Davis. That's correct. Thank you, Rebecca. (laughs) Seth, located on the tip of Chile, it looks over the Drake Passage. Cape Horn. Wow, correct. (laughs) Bob, debuting in 1867, it was America's first fashion magazine. Three seconds. Cosmopolitan. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Rosie, do you have an idea? Harper's Bazaar. That is correct. We are down to Rosie and Seth. Seth, this 2001 movie starring Nicolas Cage revolves around an Italian military officer, Who loves to play an eight-stringed instrument Captain Corelli's mandolin That is correct How many of these do you have? Uh, Good question, we actually just ran out So we're down to a tiebreaker There's another high five Well deserved Alright, here we go, here's your tiebreaker This feline YouTube sensation is often seen Playing off embarrassed people
0: Rosie Keyboard cat That's right Congratulations Rosie You're our Ask Me Another big winner And you are going to get some stuff That we found in Paul Feig's bag While he was on stage You're going to get uh, Here's some stuff we found We found half a pack of gum Some tissues A metro card of an undetermined value Plus a chocolate in the shape of a building in Berlin And a snapshot of Paul and his cats Which he will autograph for you Congratulations That's our show for today, but you can continue to play anytime by downloading our podcast. And while you're at it, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR, Ask Me Another. (laughs) Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Valjolta Cannon. With additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Tamara Federici, Greg Lightman, James Ramsey, and John Sellers. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker Jab Seekers Josh Rogeson, John Asante, and Eleanor Kagan Along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom We are recorded by Paul Ruess, Noriko Okabe, and David Hurtgen We'd like to thank The Bell House Hot Heel Blues Our home in Brooklyn, New York And our production partner, WNYC I'm her ripe begonias Ophira Eisenberg And this was Ask Me Another from NPR Next time on Ask Me Another, we get some parental tips from actor, comedian, and long-suffering father of two, Michael Ian Black. When they
3: say they hate you, it's best to just go, I hate me too.
0: Join Michael and me, Ophira Eisenberg, for an hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Game on!